You're listening to the Broncos Audio Zone. You're in the Broncos Audio Zone. I'm Andrew Mason. Thanks for joining me. And of course, the big story, the only story in Broncos country right now, Emmanuel Sanders suffering an Achilles tendon injury during practice on Wednesday. His season's done. I'm joined by Justin Adams of Orange and Blue 760. And simply put, where do you go from here? Um, you rely more on the running game. But let's, let's call it what it is. You have your, your second-round draft pick and your fourth-round draft pick as your number one and number two receivers. That's not good, no matter. I don't care who you are. I don't care if it's Calvin Johnson or Odell Beckham from those guys when they had their rookie seasons. That's not good overall. So initially you have to, you have to go and think about more about that running game, and that's what you have to do. It's all about the rushing attack now. You've done so well so far this year. Now you have to continue to go on with it. And not just the rushing attack in terms of what it does on the ground. I'm thinking about the running backs and what they can do yeah. in the pass game. Because Devontae Booker and Philip Lindsay in particular are very proficient backs at catching passes out of the backfield. And we'll get into what the Broncos do at receiver here in a minute. But I think part of the solution has to come from emphasizing Booker and Lindsay in the passing game more. Because without Emmanuel Sanders... You're not going to replace that downfield threat. Now, you can put Tim Patrick in, and he can do some things vertically. But obviously, he does not have the speed that Emmanuel Sanders possesses. So then it becomes, okay, if we can't stretch them vertically as much because you have Cortland Sutton and then Tim Patrick and Deshaun Hamilton, guys who don't have the same skill set, can you stretch the field horizontally? Can you... Dump it out to Devontae Booker, Philip Lindsay more. Do you sometimes line up Philip Lindsay at wide receiver? We've seen him do that occasionally in the past, kind of motion out of the backfield. But do you have some plays where you go three wide and Philip Lindsay simply is one of the wide receivers just splitting out wide with Devontae Booker in the backfield in the shotgun alongside Case Keenum, say, on third down. 100%. But the, see, the issue is, is it that you're going to have that with three wide receivers? That's, like, like, that's not the issue. Even if you put Phillip uh, Lindsay out there as one of the wide receivers, the issue is, is that one of the things that we talked about with Cortland Sutton earlier, we talked to him around the Baltimore Ravens game of what he was learning from um, Demarius Thomas at the time and also Emmanuel Sanders. It's about making up your mind immediately on the fly where defenses, they change all the time what they're going to do in the secondary. You have to make up your mind. If it's a cover two, this is what I'm running. If it's a cover one, this is what I'm running. If it's zone coverage, this is what I'm going to run. Those are the things that the Broncos will have to do, and these young guys are going to have to do on the fly working with Case Keenum. Mace, the only thing that is, that is good about this injury is that it happened on a Wednesday. You have Thursday, you have Friday, you have a walkthrough on Saturday to be able to now work with your quarterback on what type of things we're going to do. You, you make the playbook that's pretty thick, you slim it down a bit, and you run the best routes for these young guns. Because that's what you're going to do. You pick up Andre Holmes for the Buffalo Bills. Um, he has what, 12 catches on the year for about 154 yards, so he's not that big play threat. But the biggest thing you could do is say, what are some things that we could do to continue to attack in the intermediate routes and to be be successful there? Yeah, Andre Holmes gives you another guy in the room, so someone else with experience that will help you depth-wise and if you really get into a pinch. But you do have to play to their strengths a little oh, bit. Yeah. Deshaun Hamilton, remember he came from Penn State 
pretty well established as a slot receiver, and he's uh, he can run good routes. You probably use him in the slot a little bit more. Sometimes use River Craycraft, you know, sort of a little bit by committee a bit, but it's still not ideal, needless to say, for the Broncos right now. How much do you think this hurts their chances of making a run to the playoffs here? Because, of course, they have no mulligans. They've got to win them all realistically. The only chance they have if they don't win all four is if Baltimore goes one and three, uh, if the Miami Dolphins go one and three. There's a lot involved that would have to happen for the Broncos to make the playoffs if they don't go four and The Broncos' defense has to be more opportunistic than they have before. That's the only way that this Even more than the last few weeks. And when you think about the last couple of games, let's be honest, you go back to that Cincinnati Bengals game, the scoring drives the Broncos have, their biggest one was due to a a, a botched punt. 33-yard drive after a muff punt by Alex Erickson. And you were able to throw the football in the end zone to Mm -hmm. Cortland Sutton from there. That's what the Broncos are going to need. You're not going to get a muff putt every game. That happens every so often. But you're going to have to force more turnovers. See, this is not much more about the offense now. It's about the defense. The defense, they're going to have to do more. You have to get more strip sacks. You have to be able to take more chances. Don't forget, Chris Harris is out. But this goes to guys like Von Miller, to guys like Bradley Chubb. Those are the guys that are going to have to make more plays. And another thing is you can't find yourself down two possessions at all the rest mm-hmm. of the way in the season. If you're going to win games, you, there's no way you could be down 14 points. I would even argue 10 points. you got to keep games within one possession to have that one drive where you're able to go and tie a game or win the game. Well, one key for the Broncos in the last three games that they've won, obviously it's takeaways, nine takeaways for the Broncos between special teams and defense, three per game. So at minimum, you have to maintain that. But you said you've got to take chances. I think that's really well stated and something that's crucial because with the injuries on the back end, with Chris Harris Jr. out, with Tremaine Brock not practicing on Wednesday, and right now you're looking at having to play Isaac Yadam extensively, having to play Jamar Taylor potentially for 40 50% of the snaps on Sunday against the 49ers. You help them out with the pass rush up front. So that means while we know that Bradley Chubb and Von Miller can get home and make plays, you also probably have to be a little more creative and take some chances. They're going to have to be maybe some more safety blitzes. Maybe sometimes you're bringing Will Parks, Sua Cravens, Darian Stewart on a rush. Maybe you're rushing Todd Davis up the middle more than you have been doing. Brandon Marshall, if he's back, same type of thing. Maybe you're sending him on more blitzes, but you have to do things that can disrupt the opposing quarterback, force the opposing quarterback to maybe see some ghosts a little bit, try to catch him off guard. The fortunate thing for the Broncos is in the next two games, you face two young quarterbacks, Nick Mullins Sunday and Baker Mayfield. He's doing well for a rookie, but he's still a rookie when the Browns come in. So you have the chances to maybe do some things to confuse those young quarterbacks. And don't forget, Baker Mayfield will come here to Denver on a short week on a Saturday. Yes. Now that takes an extra day of prep away. You have to come in now on Friday, Friday night. So that changes your whole week for the uh, Cleveland Browns. So that changes a lot of things. Even for the Broncos, it does so. Your biggest thing is this, is you have to find ways how to win. There's no margin of error. When the, when the Broncos are in scoring zone, uh, Brendan McManus has to make every kick. 
You're going back to 2015. That's what this offense is going to look like. You have to be able to, if we get close and we don't get a touchdown, we need a field goal, we need a touchdown, we got to scratch and claw and find different ways how to score. On the opposite end, again, for defense, yeah, you have to be creative. You have to figure out ways how to do it and also get off the field on third downs. This Broncos offense can no longer be behind 25 to 35 on time of possession. That can happen. The last two wins, yeah, the Broncos has been great for them. But you look at the last three wins for the Broncos, they've all been down in time of possession. You have to establish the run and then throw based off of this with a play-action pass. And if you get the play-action pass going, that obviously helps. I talked about stretching the field horizontally if you can't stretch it vertically. All of these things, though, are designed to make sure that you unclog the box because I would imagine – the 49ers right away may try to stop the run first, and you may see some eight-in-the-box looks from the 49ers early to counter the Broncos' running game, especially with Emmanuel Sanders out, knowing that the Broncos certainly are going to try to establish the run. So you've got to make sure you have the threat of a passing game one way or another to make sure that Phil Lindsay, Royce Freeman, and Devontae Booker aren't seeing heavy traffic when they try to go between the tackles. I 100% agree with you. Another thing, too, and this is the fortunate part of having a big guy like Cortland Sutton is, the NFL, they care about size more than they care about speed, believe it or not. So when you have a guy who's big, on the outside, like a Cortland Sutton, you may see him get double teamed, which means a guy like uh, Deshaun Hamilton has to step up. You can see Tim Patrick out there. You could have literally on offense, say third down in the red zone, you could have Cortland Sutton on one side, Deshaun between the slot, Tim Patrick out there as well. Um, you could have Phillip Lindsay as another guy out there, so you could have a two-by-two two set. Those are the things you could do and attack the middle of the field or between the hashes with Deshaun as well as Phillip Lindsay. So those are the things that you can do to be able to to make up for what you're going to miss. I do find it interesting, though, that we haven't talked about the tight end at all. And that speaks a lot about this offense. I love Matt Lacoste and what he brings, but you you lost your starting and backup tight ends, guys that you have invested a lot into. Matt Lacoste is a guy who's going to have to step up, and he has to figure out a way to have, I say, three catches a game. Maybe more. Maybe, maybe four more. catches a game. Of course, I think one reason we weren't talking about him is because it was a quiet Sunday in Cincinnati for Matt Lacoste, but... He's going to have to do more. A lot of guys are going to have to dig down and do things as pros that they have not done before. Whether you're talking about a rookie like Cortland Sutton, who is now going to face higher caliber corners, and you know, to his credit, he seems pretty excited about that notion, pretty ready to go, pretty fired up about the idea of facing a Richard Sherman. Good for him. He has no fear. Love to see that. Deshaun Hamilton, he's going to play more. Tim Patrick, he's going to have to play more. River Craycraft, he's going to have to step up. I'm curious to see what he does if they can get him some opportunities in the slot because if he's out there in the slot, and he can be that slot machine maybe that other guys of his ilk have become. Certainly he comes from the right kind of scheme, comes from that air raid scheme at Washington State. That same scheme years ago gave us Wes Welker, Ooh, yeah. Danny Amendola, oh, yeah. and River Craycraft had the same kind of production in that offense that those guys did. So now maybe he's got a shot to take it up to the next level with some extra reps. So there are possibilities. I don't think the Broncos are done by any, by any stretch of the imagination, but to make it happen, guys have to do things that they have not done as pros. Before we go, the Broncos had the 23rd passing attack in the league. 
Now with Emmanuel Sanders out, they're going to fall a bit. They're going to drop in that area a bit. But again, they could do enough on offense if they have strong defense like they had before. In a three-game winning streak, they've only been giving up just a little bit over 16 points per game. If they could continue to have that, they could continue to win these football games and then have a great opportunity to get into the postseason against the Los Angeles Chargers on the last game of the year. You mentioned defense. Let's go right to Bradley Roby who talked with me, Steve Atwater, and Ryan Edwards in the locker room Wednesday afternoon. Here's that conversation. Chatting with Bradley Roby, man. How uh, how'd you, how you feeling about like your season so far? Are you guys heading into this home stretch? How's, how are things going? Uh, we're on a three-game win streak, so it's going good. And we're just trying to keep it up, you know, one, one day at a time, one play at a time. Uh, losing Chris Harris Jr., it probably doesn't affect you because you're still you know focused on one guy but uh, uh, how much did that hurt the defensive backfield potentially um anytime you lose a, a player like that you know it's not going to be easy you know but you know with our mentality on this team is next next guy up so uh you know Ike's going to step up and we expect him to play at that level yeah what do you uh what you seen on film from the San Francisco 49ers and uh you know what are you looking forward to in, in, in this game coming up on Sunday um they have a good they have a you know their record is not not as not as good, but they're still going to be a tough team. You know, any every team in the NFL, you know, uh, you can you can lose any game. So every game has to be approached with the same seriousness and focus. You know, a lot of people weren't uh, you know, expecting us to do anything early on this season. You see how we we've came along. So any team can get a run at any time. So um, so far on offense, you know, they run the ball a lot, a lot of play action, a lot of motion and stuff like that. So it's going to be big that we. Uh, you know, play our keys and uh, have great eyes. Defense is really ramped up on takeaways. You guys are playing a lot more compl- complimentary football. What do you attribute to that? Just hustling and playing hard no matter what. No matter what happens in the play, you can lose the play at the snap, you know, but uh, play to the whistle blows and, you know, like Will's, Will's fumble, you know, that everything about that play looks like a touchdown. Wide open, guy run to the end zone, then, you know, Will's hustle, you know, a lot of turnovers. So that's all turnovers are, just hustle. Hustle and stuff like that. What has been the difference in the last few weeks that maybe wasn't there earlier this season for the D? Um, I think that we're just making those plays now. You know, um, the NFL is a, it's a, it's a small margin. You know, sometimes you, you win those games at the very end. Sometimes you don't. And I think early in the season we weren't winning those close games. We weren't making those few plays that you need to make uh, in the fourth quarter to win. And I think uh, the past three weeks uh, we've been doing that. And we haven't been turning the ball over either. Yeah, the team has been suffering a – Myriad of injuries throughout the year, and this last one uh, with Chris with um, Emmanuel Sanders. Hopefully, it isn't as serious as uh, you know everyone is reporting right now. But uh, when, when there are injuries like that on the offensive side of the ball, does the defense feel a little bit added pressure? I believe so because uh, you know anytime you lose a guy like that, especially Emmanuel, um, is it's going to affect the offense. And uh, if it affects the offense, then we have to pick our side up. So we have to be that much better uh, come Sunday. Uh, you know, when things like that happen. Have you had a chance to um, talk to Jamar Taylor at all? Yes. Um, you know, practice today, you know, I haven't, like, sat down and figured out everything about him, you know, but, uh, you know, he's going to be a, a vet guy to come in and, and look to help for sure. Going against the young receivers like Deshaun, River Craycraft, Tim Patrick, what do you see from them that don't allow them to step up with Emmanuel Sanders out? They're all talented. You know, if, if there wasn't talented, they wouldn't be on this team. So it's really about just them going out there, executing, you know, knowing their plays, knowing their assignments, and catching that ball when it, when it comes to them. So uh, I think they'll be ready. And uh, in the NFL, you have to step up. So 
you know, uh, thing, these things happen every year in the NFL. So it's always an unheard of guy coming out of nowhere balling. So uh, why not? Why not them? Yeah, with the team bringing in Jamar Taylor, uh, he's a veteran guy who, who uh, you know, has some experience playing this year too. Um, sometimes people think that defenders have to know the entire playbook. Is it possible that he can be on the field and each play, like one of the defenders, says, all right, look, you got, you got flat on this play. You got, you got man on this play. Uh, or, or is that kind of, you know, not, not realistic? I think that's realistic because, you know, on defense, there's only so many things you can do. You play cover one, cover two, cover three, cover four, quarter, quarter, half, 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 quarter. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all different versions, but at the end of the day, there's only so much you can do. So uh, he understands those concepts as a veteran, and now it's really just the word, the words, the verbiage, the, the checks, uh, and things like that. So And just getting on the same page with all of us. So uh, I feel like that can happen, you know, easy. Last question for me. Uh, how's Isaac Yadams' development been over the course of the year, and uh, what have you said to him, what have you and Chris said to him about uh, what he needs to continue to prove on? Um, he's just been steady this whole year. Um, I think that, uh, that he's a guy that goes out there and he does his job, uh, does what the coaches ask him to do, and uh, that's all you need. And um, I think that uh, he'll, he'll be ready for this opportunity. He's a competitor. You know, I've seen it. He's kind of a quiet guy, but I, I've noticed that, you know, he, you know he's not going to take no you know what I'm saying, from nobody. So uh, I like that about him. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm interested and I'm looking forward to seeing how, how he performs out there uh, on Sunday. And obviously you never want injuries, but being the cornerback one right now, what do you feel that you can do stepping up to that role being the number one guy though? I'm just going to do my job, you know what I'm saying? There, I never felt like there's one or two, you know what I'm saying? It's left or right to me, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to hold my side down help uh, Ike do what he can to hold his side down, you know, and uh, just go from there. Good stuff from Bradley Roby, and there's plenty more good stuff in the Broncos Audio Zone. Go to denverbroncos.com slash audio. You can hear plenty of other interviews, including the conversation that Ray Crockett and Mark Stout had with the newest Bronco, wide receiver Andre Holmes, who, of course, was claimed off waivers in the wake of Emmanuel Sanders' injury. Don't forget, we'll have more in the pregame horsing around. That'll come to you Friday afternoon. Subscribe to the Broncos Audio Zone in iTunes, Stitcher, Google, or whatever podcast software you use, and you'll get it delivered straight to you for the weekend to get you ready for Week 14. Until next time, this is Andrew Mason saying take care. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.